Welcome back, everybody, to Menace Podman, your NBA fantasy basketball podcast. I'm Scott Keller, along with Steve St. Pierre. This is season two, episode 14. Um, and it's kind of interesting. If you count the emergency podcast earlier this year, this is our 40th overall episode. And this upcoming Tuesday happens to be my 40th birthday. So it's uh, <laughs> coincidental right. a little bit, but we didn't plan it that way. That's for sure. Um, so yeah, that's pretty cool. Looking forward to that. Going to have a huge tailgate. Although we are huge basketball fans, we are football fans as well. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Yep. Can't wait. We're also both feeling a little under the weather today. So yeah, I was going to say I'm hoping uh, can rest up here the next few days and be ready to go on Sunday. Exactly. So this one may be a little short today, and actually it kind of works yeah. out really well because I mean news is pretty slow right now around the NBA. Yep. Um, so, uh, so we got a few things to talk about. We got a first thing. We got some random things. We got a little bit of WNBA playoffs to talk about. Um, yeah, and we'll just touch on a few other things. But uh, let's get started. Name on your paper, first thing. So let's see. Um, earlier this week, this is this is a really short first thing this week. Yeah, that that's even short as well. Um, <laughs> earlier this week was National Voter Registration Day. I saw some things that some said the 17th, some said the 19th, whatever. Um, Either way, it was earlier this week and uh, NBA cares. That's why I saw this um, promoted it and put it out on Twitter X and uh, uh, basically just, you know, get the word out there. One in four eligible voters are registered voters. So that leaves 75% non-registered. If you're not a registered voter, you should go out, get registered. And of course you should always vote. If you are registered, if you are registered, remember, don't forget to vote whenever you can. And just, we got this sweet democracy, right? So let's exactly uh, um, let your voice be heard and uh, exercise your right. So short and sweet, register and vote. <laughs> Go do it. All right. Um, just another thing. Uh, you know, at Spot- I was kind of disappointed last week because on Spotify, they let you make these... Um, uh, surveys and you can make them up whatever questions you want. And since the title of our episode 13 was X files, I, <laughs> I put a question out there and I asked everybody, you know, who was their favorite agent Mulder or agent Scully. And I got zero responses. So I was, <laughs> I was a little pissed about that, but um, yeah, I also put it out there and, and I, I made the title of the question. I said, what's your style? And that was a little homage to our buddies, Ian and Tim, who I went golfing with a couple of weeks ago, which I mm-hmm. think I mentioned last week. And they pretty much referenced that South Park episode and what's your style about 30 <laughs> plus times while we were golfing. So I was hoping they'd notice that, but uh, you know, didn't, Crickets. didn't hear anything. So hopefully Dial-tone after this theater. episode, yeah, this episode I'm calling them out. So here we go. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think as far as fantasy wise and very relevant more NBA, we should probably just start with now your news and notes from the last week. Yeah, we had a little bit of stuff here. Um, first of all, easily the biggest name still on the market, Kelly Oubre Jr. He is going to sign a one-year deal with the Philadelphia 76ers. And we've talked at length about James Harden and that whole situation with them. Um, but they've gone out and they've gotten some guys, you know, to kind of add to the depth, you know, with or without Harden. They've got a team that they can still compete with and, you know, still look to be a, a contender, you know, with. And they've got 
new coaching staff, Nick Nurse. Um, it's going to be really, you know, interesting to see how they look coming into training camp. Who's again, who's going to be there? How's everybody going to look? How's the body language going to be? All that stuff. This is a really, you know, close team to kind of watch for that. We're going to get into, you know, um, some of our picks later for, you know, who's going to come out of the East, who's going to ultimately be um, in the running for the NBA championship. Philly's one of those teams. I mean, if they're a hundred percent healthy, ready to go, um, they're going to be in the mix for sure. So, um, you know, reigning MVP, Joel Embiid, um, sky's the limit with that team. So, but we'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, Taj Gibson re-signed with the Washington Wizards on a one-year deal. Um, just a solid pickup, you know, just a, a classy vet, you know, OG type of guy. Mm-hmm. And that team could use somebody like that. So um, he was a good fit for them last season. He'll help again this year. Um, Ryan Archidiacono is going back to the New York Knicks. He is signing. uh, He did sign a non-guaranteed deal with them. uh, But you got to think he's got a good chance to make that team. They really liked him when he was there last year at the beginning of the year. He's another Villanova guy. I was going to say, you can't break up those Wildcats. They got to keep no, them together. Just keep bringing them, bringing them in. Yep. Get the band back together. Uh, it's all about Nova on that team. So, um, yeah, he should be a great fit. Um, I, like I said, I'd, I'd be pretty surprised if he didn't make the team. But, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, and then, unfortunately, we got a couple injuries to share here. Um, Jose Alvarado a guy that we talked about a lot during the all-star break for a yeah. lot of different reasons. He got a lot of coverage. We talked all about that. That's all I got, my brother. <laughs> go back and listen to that. If you haven't heard it, go back and listen to it. That's a good one. Um, unfortunately, he has a sprained ankle. Um, his availability for training camp is in jeopardy. So we don't have like a clear timetable yet on what's going on. But obviously, um, you know, he's, he's going to be out here for – at least a few weeks, you know, as training camps begin to open and stuff like that, we'll just have to kind of see how he's looking. Um, but we talked all about that team. We, we mentioned them last week, the Pelicans. Um, you know, we talked about how Trey Murphy's out and now they have this injury. And, you know, we've talked about how their star players, their key players are guys who all have kind of a checkered injury pass. So, you know, we really need to watch that team and, and kind of see, who's going to be ready to go here um, to see how seriously we can take them. So that's a tough blow for them. And then um, Alexei Pokushevsky, um, this just got announced today. He has a sprained right ankle and he is out at least six weeks. So that sucks, man. He's a guy that's just battled all kinds of injuries and, you know, he's a big guy, but he's skinny and it's just, he's one of those guys like, you know, when, when you're too, frail you know sometimes you can get a lot of bumps and bruises and whatnot so uh, unfortunately that's kind of been you know the 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 news of his career so far so um, hopefully that doesn't turn into a a Chet Holmgren situation (laughs) yeah exactly they're teammates you know so you know don't follow in his footsteps but um, in any case you know here's to hoping that he can make it back and you know find a role with that team. He's a fun player to watch. And he's a guy that like in the past has had, you know, some big moments and, and look good in spurts. So um, like I said, here's to hoping that he can make a smooth recovery and then not have any setbacks from there. That's all I got for the news. Nice. So, yeah, 
Um, that's our most relevant to NBA stuff. I just wanted to follow that into, let's see, I, I got a few random things. One thing, just as we, we talked about it being slow right now, and there's obviously reasons for it. One, yeah. I mean, training camp hasn't started yet, but we got a nice little timetable, um, of when things are going to start picking up and we'll feel, we'll feel that, um, there's obviously there's some preseason games overseas. So the players that are playing in those overseas, um, preseason games actually get to start training camp but it mm-hmm. opens a little bit earlier for them yeah um so that's actually next week on the uh let's see the 20th or 27th training camp opens for them uh the 26th september 26th is when they're allowed to report to their teams um then moving on um you know training camp opens on october 3rd officially um preseason then begins on october 5th then we get all these preseason games etc from October 5th. And we'll be watching to... those very closely. Correct. Very much so. And we'll have tons to talk about come the next two weeks here after yeah, that. Can't so. wait. Then it'll be nonstop news and we'll have to cut ourselves off. But uh, um, then preseason ends on October 20th. Roster set on October 23rd and the start of the NBA regular season, October 24th. So getting close to only a month away now. I remember when we yeah. did an episode and I was talking about two months away. So, yep, it's coming. Um, so yeah, it's coming up and uh yeah, the episodes will get nice and juicy. We'll get back to that regular format that we had, you know, in the in the middle of the season. So but yeah. um other than that, we got some I saw some stuff on Twitter. Uh Dame. Obviously I don't like to talk about Dame lately. He's yeah. I think he's kind of destroying his legacy here a little bit. Um but that's for anybody to decide and that's for him to decide, you know. He's just a sports player and I'm just a fan, so he can do whatever he wants, I guess. But um, I saw a little clip of NBA 2K24 um, on Twitter, and there's already commentary with Dame Lillard on the Miami Heat, and you know everybody talking about <laughs> him being traded to Miami and whatnot. So that's kind of interesting that that's already there. Maybe leak script or something. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's shady. Yeah, it's really weird. But I guess you know, I guess maybe they're just really expecting it, and. Uh, We'll see what happens, but I still think it's ridiculous with this whole Dame stuff. I uh, I can't believe something's actually not done yet. I thought it'd be done by now. I knew it was going to take a while, but maybe I'm a little naive to think it was going to be done by now. But Well, here's my take. I think Portland is just doing everything they can to try to maximize what they can get for him, and they know that they already have their replacement for him in Scoot Henderson, so they don't need to rush to trade him. They can take their time. They know that it's they're probably going to be rebuilding. So they know that they're probably not competing this season. So there's no need to just trade him to trade him. And we've talked all about how Miami just doesn't have the assets that a team like Portland's looking for. And, you know, it just, there's no need for them to rush it. So as frustrating as it probably is for Dame, you know, I feel for him, you know, and he's tried hard. He's, he's, He's done everything that he could possibly do to help that team try to win. And it just hasn't happened. And I get that he's frustrated. They keep bringing in these young guys. They haven't brought in many other veteran guys. And, you know, it looks like they're pretty much getting ready to blow it up. I get all that. But at this point, in my opinion, he needs to stop talking, especially to the media and like posting stuff on social media, just these little cryptic stuff you know oh future Miami Heat player or whatever um he just needs to be quiet at this point in my opinion you know he's said his piece obviously the trade request has been made it's been very well documented all summer 
and it's out there. Everybody knows. And everybody knows that he wants to go to Miami. He wants to play for the Heat. And again, I just think the Blazers are just looking to see what else they can get for him. You know, whether it's trading him to a different team instead or trying to get a third or maybe fourth team involved in a deal with Miami. Yeah, um, I think in my mind, that's the way it's going to go. I think that's the way it's going to go for James Harden, too. I think there's always going to be a third team involved. Um, yeah. There's not a lot of rumors about Toronto being involved in things. And in my yeah. mind, I feel like OKC has too. a lot of pieces. Mm-hmm. I mean, I those are some of the teams I think off the top of my head. But get those guys involved. So because obviously Miami doesn't have enough, right? Yeah. So you got to yeah. get something else in the mix. And and I get that that Miami's probably frustrated too because they, I'm sure they really want him. You know, we've talked all about how they need a point guard and, you know, they want him just as much as he wants to go there. Um, he would be a fantastic fit for them. But again, you can't just demand that someone gives a player to you and not give them the assets in return that they want. It doesn't work that way. So they're going to need to, you know, if they're serious about trading for Dame, they're going to need to keep going and keep, you know, coming back to the Blazers with with different ideas and stuff. And I'm sure they're doing that. Um, but at this point, it's not any of our business. Like, And none of it should be playing out through the public, through the media, through anything. It should just be up to the agents, the front offices. Let those people do their jobs. And, you know, just whatever happens, happens. That's the thing. You know, when you're a professional athlete – you have to understand, and they do, they know that like, hey, this is what you sign up for. You have contracts that can be traded and you can demand and request whatever you want. But at the end of the end of the day, it's up to the front offices to make those calls. So, yeah. So, Dame, you know, you're just going to have to wait, wait, wait. <laughs> well done. Yeah. That's a it's perfect been... debut for that one. I have been waiting weeks to use it. But, uh, <laughs> Pun <I> intended. <laughs> exactly. No, he's just going to have to wait. That's what's going to have to happen. So uh, we'll see that. There were some other things I saw from Dame, obviously. Like you mentioned, he just needs to stop doing his little tour podcast, but he's he's still doing it. Um, there was one thing, though, that I actually definitely support him on. He was. They were talking about, we saw that thing in the past, you know, when the World Cup happened mm-hmm. and everybody was talking about the NBA champs versus world champs. It was just like this huge huge debacle and stuff about you know who was really the world champs yeah. um, but basically he was on a podcast he talked about it and he was like i don't know what anybody's talking about he's like the the world champs are the nba champs and he's, his reasoning was because the best players from the best countries come to the nba to play basketball so they are the world champs and i was like that was well said i like that <laughs> yeah it's hard to argue um you know i get the other side of that argument but yeah, I think that kind of sums it up. You know, these are the best players. Um, there are a handful that are still out there that we're kind of waiting on, but, um, you know, they'll presumably get their chance. And yeah, everybody wants to come to the NBA. That's, you know, that's the, that's where the bar's set. You know, everybody wants to, to get to that level. And yeah. so, yeah, when you're the champ of the highest level, there's really nowhere to go from there. <laughs> yeah and then there were two other things he mentioned too on i think this is the it is what it is podcast actually so i should probably give them their their credit here for that uh, interview but also um they asked the question who's the best three guards you've ever played against and i love when they use that um you know that that view of that question everybody mm-hmm. asked you know 
ever in the history, blah, blah, blah. And I yeah. like how you, you played against, at least you have the, uh, uh, the experience and you don't yeah. know what you were up against. And I like the way that question's phrased that way. I love um, that too. Yeah. And he said, uh, obviously Steph, um, he talked about Kyrie and then Russ, uh, Russell Westbrook. So those were his top three. If I've ever played, played against, I completely respect that list. Um, I, I can see reasons why. Um, and he mentioned Kyrie having the quote, most beautiful game in NBA history. Chris Paul that. got snubbed. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, that was a nice compliment to uh, Kyrie. And again, I, I love his game too. He gets, yeah. he gets a bad rap all the time. I swear just because of his, uh, his views and what he puts out there, but man, he's a Russ he's, too. Correct. Correct. But yeah, there's man. a lot of slander out there and, and a lot of these guys. And again, it just, you know, you asked the man guys, a question. He gave his opinion. He gave his answer. I'm still always curious if Steph, everybody considers Steph, Steph the best if he was on some dumpster fire of a team and didn't win, you know, multiple championships. I don't, I don't know That's if he'd point. still be talked about as much as he is. And he's still great. He'd still be up there. But then we talk about him like, like Paul George without an injury or something. I don't know. And on the flip side, what about if James Harden had a championship or two? Would exactly. he be higher? Exactly. But again, this is all, you know, just. It's just all all what you make of it. And then speaking of Steph and the championships, um, they asked, they asked him something about if he would have done what KD did back in, what was that? 2016, I think. Um, Sounds about right. Yeah. When he joined um, forces with Golden State and he said, no, he's he's like, no, man, no, I would, I would have never done that. (laughs) They came too close. And now we're sitting here and we're talking about him joining teams. Obviously they haven't won. Um, you know, Miami, if we talk about Miami specifically, they haven't won, but they've been to what three of the last five finals or something like that. So, um, it's well, very they won similar. When they got the big three, but yeah, it's kind of a, a similar situation. It's interesting that he said he wouldn't have done that. Um, and now he's talking, I don't, it's, it's interesting comment. Uh, you can take that how you, how you will and think of him how you will based on that. But Hey, he's won so much. He can pretty much say what he wants at this point. Exactly. Exactly. I, they also asked him the question, who's the greatest point or who's the greatest guard in the league right now? They're like, are you, are you not basically? And he goes, no, I am. And I was like, who asked that question? Who asked that question? Like somebody said, who has the greatest podcast ever? I'd be like, it's Menace Podman, like hands down. Absolutely. It's the best podcast. So um, it is. Yeah. yeah. And in your opinion, in our opinion, it probably is. And then other, so I don't know why people ask that question ever. Anyways. Uh, you just brought this topic up to me uh, right before we get on here. Um, we actually yeah. have an episode, season two, episode three, called "I Hate Pickleball" because I absolutely fucking hate pickleball. It's the we both stupidest do. sport ever. Yeah, yep, you did too. We we agreed upon that. I actually like. I was driving down the road the other day, and there was it was like because it was like pickleball month or some national pickleball month or some crap like that, and I was like, this is getting ridiculous, and just. Like I said, you can go back to the episode and I'll rant about it a little bit. Yeah, I we just... talked about the bullshit too that they, you know, tore down our court yep. and and put in a pickleball court where we used to play all the time. Sucks. There was a thing, I don't know if I talked about it on that podcast, but I brought it up to people at work because I talked about how much I hate my day job, how much I hate pickleball. <laughs> and uh this is a common topic for me. It's a hot button topic. And uh there was yeah. there was somebody I can't, I think it was in Arizona or something but they had built so many pickleball courts and people were playing late, late at night that they had to call the cops because it was like noise disturbances bothering um, <laughs> these communities and things. And I'm just like, every time I drive by, nobody's playing tennis. They're all playing pickleball on a tennis ball court, on a tennis court. And I'm just like, yeah. this is asinine. 
stupid idiots. Yeah, Anyways. I mean, I guess, you know, more power to them if that's what they want to do with their time. Cool. Yeah, I mean. I will not be partaking. Yeah, I get it. I guess it's hard because I was a tennis player. Play tennis in high school, all that good stuff. So I, mean, I just got so much respect for the game of tennis and how hard it is. That's a good point. Um, and how they're trying to simplify it and make it lazy for these pickleballers, but <laughs> whatever. Um, anyways, so you you had brought it to my attention that Trey Young has invested in a pickle a professional pickleball club in Atlanta. The what was it? The Atlanta Bouncers, I believe. Yep. And uh, yeah, so I won't be drafting Trey Young this year anymore, <laughs> even if he falls in the right spot to me. Um, I know. I no longer care for his his services on my fantasy. <laughs> I don't know. He can do whatever he wants, obviously, but and he's probably going to make a bunch of money doing it. I mean, probably. That's, uh, that's the thing. So that's a good PR move too. That the team's in Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a great move, and uh, yeah, I I should probably invest in a pickleball team. But if they hear me after you know these few episodes of me saying how stupid yeah. it is, I don't know if anybody will uh, support me there, but. Um, anyways, uh, let's see, where else did I want to go? I don't know if I'm missing anything else specific. Um, no, I think we can just go into some WNBA stuff. Let's do it. Um, where is my drop? Here's the dub date. So WNBA, I talked about last week, our kind of our last official WNBA update because it's not really fantasy related anyway. But if somebody out there does want to create a WNBA playoff fantasy league, that'd be sweet. Looking at I'd, you, Fantrax. Yeah, I'd, I'd be down for that. So uh, um, obviously we know that fantasy WNBA was only on ESPN, but yeah, hopefully Fantrax. I mean, you got the model already set up. Just switch it to WNBA players and we'll be all set. So Yep. Nonetheless, um, playoff, actual playoffs are underway there. Um, we talked about last week. Obviously, we got um, pretty much everything we expected. We got all the favorites we thought they were going to run through. We talked about uh, Connecticut and Minnesota being the most intriguing matchup of the first round. It has turned out to be that way, depending on when you're listening to this podcast. Um, when we're recording right now, it's 1-1, so we don't know who's going to uh, go on the semifinals. Um but you probably already know when you're listening to this, but uh, yeah, we were right. So that was cool. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess um, what else about WNBA? Oh, Dallas wings beginning of the year. I was like, we got these two super teams and the next team I'm looking at is the Dallas wings. I'm looking at you. Yeah, um, They looked Called great it. in the first round um, taking out Atlanta two games to none. I see the first round is only three second round. semifinals yep. is five and finals is five. So um they swept them two to nothing and pretty cool though, actually, because in that second game in Dallas, they had seven players in double digits actually. So the whole starting lineup, uh, Natasha Howard, Satu, Gowan, Agumbawale, Dangerfield, all over 10. Um, and then two off the bench with uh, Kieran uh, Brown also had over 10. So kind of a cool stat and nice having that depth. So we'll see how they hang in in the semifinals against Las Vegas, which that's already set. Um, obviously, Liberty will play the winner of the aforementioned series that we we don't know yet. Uh, what else? Oh, there was a lot of celebrities out at the at the games. Actually, it was kind of nice to see. There was uh, in New York, yeah. Car- Carmelo Anthony was out there courtside, um, and he was uh, talking to uh, Stewie. There's there's a nice video. 
of that on social media. Um, who else was out? Jason Sudeikis was out there. Mr. Ted Lasso. Almost yeah. all the Brooklyn Nets. Oh, man. Thank you. <laughs> yep. Yeah, the the Nets are big supporters of the w, WNBA. Actually, and I was just talking about Carmelo. Carmelo put out a tweet, you know, support women's sports. Um, he was out there and putting that on Twitter. And then over in Dallas, there was tons of uh, former and current uh, Dallas Mavericks. Dirk Nowitzki was out there. They interviewed him, and he gave tons of props to my girl Satu. Uh, yeah, my Zavoli, and just talking about how much he's developed, and he was joking, you know, on the sidelines with the reporter and stuff. He's like, "Yeah, we're gonna," and she's like, "Oh, you're gonna add the Dirk fadeaway to our game?" And he's like, "That's next, that's next." So that was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Grant Williams was out there. Jason Kidd was out there. Tim Hardaway Jr. was there. So cool seeing these guys all supporting the WNBA in the action out there. So very kudos classy. to all those guys. Yep, super classy. Um, let's see. Do I have anything else WNBA related? Um, we did want to make some predictions, but before we do that real quick, let me just say to, um, Iowa football had a cool little tribute to Caitlin Clark of Iowa, the Iowa women's basketball team, fantastic basketball player. She'll probably be the favorite here in the, the WNBA draft coming up next year. Um, I'm getting off subject now, but yeah, Caitlin Clark, Cameron Brink, Stanford probably should be there. And then obviously Angel Reese that probably many of you know for not basketball, but those will probably be the top three page backers out there too in the draft. But anyways, going back to what I was saying was the football team. They had their, you know, you see the the marching band out there doing their sweet designs. Um, yeah. And they had a really cool tribute to, uh, to Caitlin Clark out there with the jersey and shooting a basket and everything. I love seeing those halftime performances. They're pretty cool. Yeah, they are. So, yeah, as far as WNBA playoffs are concerned, I figure we may as well get our actual predictions. I think our first round, we made our predictions last week. We figured it was going to be one, two, three, and four going through. Um, so, basically, I was just going to review. How do you feel about uh, Aces Wings and then Liberty versus Link Sun? Uh, definitely taking the Aces. Um, I'm debating between four or five games. Yeah, I kind of feel like Las Vegas has another gear that they can get to. Agreed. To where maybe this doesn't go the distance. So I think I'm going to say aces in four. I like it. I think. Yeah, man. This is as tough. much as I like Dallas, for all I the know. reasons that you said. I love Dallas. I absolutely love the Dallas Wings. And obviously I've talked about them many, many times this year. But yeah, um, I'm actually... Win or lose, they've had a great season. Mm, This is a tough one for me. Because yeah, I believe believe the Aces have another year too, and I believe they have the experience. I believe the Aces will win. Um, How many games? I'm not very sure. Now, I think think I'm going to say four or two. Um, It's pretty tough. Maybe five but I'm going to stick with four, not to copy you. Um, but to move on even further, obviously I think the Liberty are going to beat anybody they play. Same. I'll, I'd probably say four games as well. Maybe one gets away from them. Um, but then when you go to the finals, Aces Liberty, I'm actually going to take the Aces over the Liberty in five games. I think that wow. experience, and I think they do have another gear. Um, I think the Liberty may have next year. Let's look at 2024 20, for them, but I it- think... 
back to back for the the aces this year. It makes sense because if you think about it, like the aces, they, you know, they get to that other gear that we're talking about. And then, so they have the momentum coming in. Uh, But we talked about how the Liberty did so much damage during the regular season. And, you know, they, they could either get too comfortable in the semifinals and maybe, you know, take care of whoever they're playing quickly and then just get too complacent or, they can build on their own momentum coupled with what they did specifically against the aces during the season. And so it's tough, man. I think it's going to go the distance for sure. I think that's going five games either way. Um, I'll say Liberty just to make it interesting, but um, yeah, that'll be a great series. Assuming that's what we get in the finals. Looking forward to it. And actually, the WNBA does a great thing the way they schedule this out because basically the WNBA finals finish right before the NBA season starts up. So it's like, it's almost like back to back. It's pretty cool the way they got that out. Yeah. Um, Perfect job. Yeah. I think that covers it for WNBA. Hey, it's Scott from Menace Podman, and if you love sports and you're a somewhat low-key gambling degenerate like I am, you should definitely check out Outlier.bet. They have a super easy-to-use platform um, supported on both mobile and desktop sites, um, and it really allows you to crunch the numbers and make you get some confidence in the bets that you're making. Um, You can do multiple things um, on Outlier. Uh, You can explore across multiple markets. Uh, you can get suggestions on and curated picks. Um, you can analyze trends, matchup data, line movement. And my favorite feature, um, Outlier is integrated with multiple betting sites. So you can seamlessly transfer your picks to automatically fill out your bet slips um, with just as easy as two clicks. Um, so there's a link directly in the show notes to Outlier. You should check them out. Um, click on the link, go to the site, sign up, get a free seven-day trial of Outlier, and go win some money. I did remember I had one other random thing. Um, the uh, who was it? The sports podcasting group. I keep mentioning, and I, I put us in the ring for uh, yeah, you know, some best podcasts and whatnot. I, I, of course, it's another month before those entries end and shortlist mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Um, but they actually, I follow them on X and Twitter, and uh, they showed something. Obviously, we don't care for ESPN, but I got to mention ESPN half the time. But um, they, ESPN actually has a like a podcast being run out of a van, and it's a van that <laughs> I don't know. I feel like we should get because yeah, it's, it's like fully it's actually equ- a good idea. It's fully equipped. It's got all the soundproofing and mics and everything. Like maybe we should look into that. We'll just uh, put it, pull our money together and just buy a van and turn it into a studio because then we could go <laughs> anywhere and do it anywhere. You know what I mean? That would be it's sweet. It's a thought. I know. We'll talk. <laughs> yeah, well, definitely. Maybe maybe they'll give one away <laughs> or somebody will. There we could go. win one. But uh, yeah, we'll definitely have to look into that because obviously we don't have studios here. Um, oh, actually, I got two more things I completely forgot about. So I'm going to run these in two. This is like the most random grab bag episode I think we've ever had. It's all good. Another one I saw. I saw this photo of Coach Missoula, Jason Tatum, and Brad Stevens. Oh, yeah, I saw Smartest. that. Yeah, Marcus- that was great. Yeah, Marcus Smart's wedding. Mm-hmm. That is a fantastic photo. And Joe Mazzula's face is probably the funniest <laughs> part of that photo. Yes, yes. 
So if anybody absolutely uh, check it out, maybe hasn't seen it, take a look at it. I'll uh, <laughs> I'll repost it here right now. Brad uh, Stevens, I felt was kind of like, yeah, I guess I'll do this, but he looked a little like hesitant. Yeah, Zulo yeah. looked like he was having himself a good time. He he did he did, he does. Um, <laughs> he kind of looks like a kid, like just like staring at the the camera there a little bit but uh and it's good because we talked about his lack of personality at times yeah, and yeah good to kind of see some of what i i hope to be his true self coming out there yeah i think alcohol does it to you though <laughs> yes it does yes it does <laughs> <laughs> but uh anyway so there's that and there's some other cool photos on there too some more uh jason tatum photos and all that yeah, good stuff. Those were Anyways, great. Good call. Really cool. I, we gave that shout out the other day in our, one of our first things to Gene Moore getting married. So uh, congratulations, Marcus Smart. Absolutely. And then what was the other thing I had? Oh, I saw H. I think I believe this is true. HBO Max is streaming NBA mm-hmm. games in the upcoming season. Yep. Um, obviously, no additional, no additional charge, which is huge, but at the same time, there's a charge for HBO Max anyway. So um, it's an additional charge to anybody that does not have HBO Max. <laughs> um, I know this might, uh, this will light up our buddy Tim. We, we had a long conversation the other day about how you got to have like eight different streaming packages just so you yep. can watch games, but whether it's football, basketball, hockey, baseball, anything, all of them, even golf, like got to that point. Um, but yeah, I guess they're supposed to have 65 regular season games, some of the in-season tournament, All-Star Weekend, NBA playoffs. Um, it's very interesting. I uh, It is. I have HBO Max for now because we steal it from somebody um, <laughs> in our family. So if they crack down on the password sharing, which I would assume they would if they're going to put NBA on this thing, uh, yeah. that, uh, that, that may be ending. a... Yeah, that might be a thing. So I might have to start going to bars all the time just to watch just to watch basketball games half the time because i got youtube tv yeah. myself and that's it that's as far as i'm going so and that's smart but uh so yeah that's all my random stuff um we wanted to do one last thing before we sign off here um give our way 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 too early nba predictions um i think you had the suggestion uh from somebody in one of your classes yeah a student i want to give a shout out to my boy fabian at school for the suggestion, he he specifically asked for both of our opinions on who's going to come out of the, you know, who's going to win the NBA championship. But we took it a step further and said, let's figure out who's coming out of the East, who's coming out of the West, and how that's going to go. Yeah, I was going to say we could even go divisions and break it down even further if you want to. I'm down. I, it's up to you. Okay. I got to I gotta bring up my standings. I Not that I don't remember who's in. <laughs> which, which division but it's nice we'll fact when check, i have a visual here <laughs> but uh yeah and actually and i love it because that's probably our first suggestion we've ever had by anybody and i appreciate it so if anybody else listening to the podcast has any suggestions for anything you um, always do you a can, mailbag yeah you, you can send those you can send them to us directly if you get our if you get our numbers <laughs> yeah this is like um, a mailbag preview here exactly and uh yeah. Sample so size. If, yep. Yeah. You can send us messages on Twitter, all that good stuff. So, yep. um, which division you want to start with? Let's um, start with. Let's do it. Let's. You want to start with the Central? Let's do it. Home court advantage? Yes. Yes. Central, East Division. Yeah. 
That'd be the Bucks, the Cavs, the Bulls, Pacers, and Pistons. We've st- we've heard and 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 we've ourselves have talked all about Giannis this off season, but you know I still think they're the favorite easily in this division. And if they're all healthy and ready to go, um, I know they've got a new coaching staff. I don't care. That roster's loaded. They should be good to go. Um, hopefully Giannis is healthy and ready. Assuming he is. I don't think it's close. I think they run away with this division. I completely agree. Because if you look at any team underneath them, Cavs, Bulls, Pacers, Pistons, there's nobody even close to what they can do, even shorthanded, as you just mentioned. So I think the um, Cavs could maybe, you know, depending on how hot they get and if some of their guys kind of bounce back. Um, and then I like the Pacers. You know, we've talked about all, you know, you and I both like that team. You're a yep. Pacers guy. Yep. Um, and I just, I really like their team. I, there's a, a few guys on their team that I just absolutely love in fantasy and in real life. So, um, no, I don't think they can compete or contend with the likes of like a, a Milwaukee or some of the other teams in the other divisions. But um, I, I like them and I think that they're a good kind of like dark horse sleeper team. Yeah, I think I think we mentioned in uh, when we when we focused on the Pacers, whatever episode that was, that I thought they were maybe the team in the NBA that was going to make the biggest leap between yeah. win total. Um, I still mm-hmm. believe that I'm still in that camp. Um, Same, but but yeah, I I think they still probably finish third. I think you know Bucks, Cavs, Pacers, uh, Bulls, Pistons is probably the way it goes. Um, yeah, but yeah, I don't think anybody comes close to the Bucks. It would have to be a complete collapse. Um, it, probably pretty similar to you know, how the division was this year. If you switched bowls, Pacers and win yep. total, um, probably pretty close to that. I, I think it's kind probably of, uh, a copy, but hopefully the Pistons do a little bit better than last season, but I still agree. They're probably last in that division. Yeah. Yep. Completely agree. Uh, let's see. Let's move on to the East Southeast. This one's a little difficult to predict right now. Yeah. Um, but I, I, maybe not actually. It might be about the same, um, considering if there's a trade or not. But that obviously is Southeast is consisting of the Hawks, Heat, Wizards, Magic, and Hornets. I've got Heat with or without Dame. I think they're, you know, pretty easily the top of this division. Um, you know, I do like Atlanta when, you know, everything's kind of clicking. But we talked about how they traded away John Collins and, you know, they didn't get a ton back for him. So, um, yeah, in my mind, they kind of take a step back, but, you know, we'll see. You know, we talked about Trey Young earlier. He needs to have a huge year. You know, this is his team now, and, you know, he's the unquestioned leader. Um, yeah, it, it they've got to, you know, they've got to get something going here. But I just, I think Miami, you know, coming off of their impressive playoffs run, and then, like we said, if they wind up getting Dame, I, I don't even think it's close. So, yeah, again, I don't think that one's close either. Um, I think that's the reason why actually Dame wants to come to Miami Heat, mainly because there's not really that much competition in that division, let alone almost in the entire Eastern Conference if, you know, if he switches sides. Yeah, Um, it'll be easier for him to kind of rest and stuff. I mean, we talked last week about like how they're getting, you know, a lot stricter on load management and all that stuff, but you're still going to have an opportunity to rest in games. And it's going to be a lot easier if he's on a team with other guys where they can kind of take turns and, you know, he is older now, so he's got to watch the wear and tear on his body. 
So, um, yeah, I think you're onto something there for sure. Yep. Nope. So yeah, I completely agree. I don't think anybody come close to Miami. Um, I didn't realize after the, uh, the play-ins since Atlanta actually moved up to the seven seed, they switch them in the divisions. When you look up the standings from last year, it's, it's kind of funny. It is. Um, but, uh, I think Miami wins that division. I think they win it by even bigger um, distance than they did last year. They, they took them a while to actually, um, catch fire. (laughs) Nice. Uh, yep. Pun intended there. Um, but yeah, and then they picked it up, and yeah, like we said, if they if they get Dame, run even further away. Um, if they don't, they still run further away. So yep. I think that's pretty easy there, and I think that division too almost stays in the exact same order. Um, uh, Wizards, Magic, uh, they were pretty close, and obviously the Wizards don't have some pieces anymore. So uh, maybe they switch. But that's I I was gonna say I think Washington is the worst team in this division, but. For Charlotte, LaMelo Ball has to be healthy. Yep. Otherwise, they plummet to the bottom. And I think Orlando winds up in the middle. I think they have a better season than last season, uh, but not by a whole lot. I don't see yeah. them getting to like 500 or anything like that. I think they're just going to be kind of a... I think it's the magic of Joe Ingles. It's going to happen. There you go. So. <laughs> that, that sums it up perfectly right there. Exactly. That's who they're counting on to take them to the next step, basically. Exactly. That's um, it. You know, obviously their their development, you know, Boncaro and, you know, Franz, both Wagner's actually. And, you know, we, we talked about my boy, Jonathan Isaac, you know, if yeah. he's healthy, if he's healthy and they use him properly, I mean, he makes them better too. So, you know, we'll see, but you're right. Yeah. I think that's kind of, you know, I don't think it changes too much. Yeah. I think it's funny that I, in past episodes and still even right now, when I think about it, Pistons and Hornets or Hornets, Pistons and Magic seem to kind of be in the same position. I feel like as far as like just way too many players and what are we doing? And they kind of got to make decisions this year, moving on to next year. Yeah, I think, that I think in, and hope that the difference is Monty Williams. Agreed. But I I think it was also really funny as I say they're in about the same spot and the Magic had 34 wins and we only had 17 last year. So it's, it's very... Well, that's because Cade was out all year. That's correct. That's correct. That is true. That's... Man, I wonder what his war was. You think it's about 17? (laughs) (laughs) That'd be interesting. We'll have to look that up. Um, I don't know. Anyways, uh, so yeah, the last division in the East then is probably the more tougher division to predict, if I do say so myself. Obviously, I think the other ones are a little top-heavy with the the front runners. But uh, yeah, the Atlantic in the Eastern Conference, Celtics, Sixers, Knicks, Nets, and Raptors. For me, I actually think that order sticks. I don't think it changes. I mean, obviously if Harden winds up holding out or they wind up giving him away for next to nothing, then they'll take a hit. And I think I would probably put maybe both New York teams ahead of them. But like we said earlier, they still haven't beat. They've still made other moves. They've got Nick nurse there. Now he's a good coach. Um, You know, I think that they're definitely in the running there. So I've still, as of now, I've still got them right there with Boston at the top. Um, but yeah, I think, I think my personal order as of right now, as of today is, is what it was last season. I think it's Boston, Philly, Knicks, Nets, and Raptors. Yeah. Unfortunately, I'd have to agree with you again. I don't, I don't see any other way. Um, hey, it's like you said, if, if, <laughs> if something happens with the Sixers, yeah, maybe they move, but I don't even think they do. I think even if Harden leaves, um, I'm such a big fan of Maxi. I don't think they really even take a step back. I think they're pretty much um, 
Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not point. like they're, I, I don't think they're not going to get anything, right? They're probably going to get something or I don't know. Maybe yeah, they, they picked picks. up guys like Ubre, Pat yep. Bev, you know, yep. I mean, they're still going for it. So yeah, they're still making moves. I, I'm actually kind of surprised and maybe, maybe I don't know the whole story about this, but I still feel like couldn't, why isn't that a destination for Damian Lillard? Like, couldn't he somehow get to the Sixers? There's a bunch of talent there that I would feel like Portland would want or some other team to work in ways. And they're not like they're not a contender. Um, yeah. Harden's not happy. He's not happy. Swap places, kind of. I, I don't think they're going to. Well, that, I think that's the, the problem of that side is James Harden. I don't think they want Miami with Jimmy Butler again, things like that. So um, yeah, maybe that's the big problem there. But but yeah, regardless, Celtics are the cream of the crop. Um, I think across the entire conference, I don't know why any other team would not come out of the East and represent them in the finals. Especially with a much more enthusiastic Joe Missoula. Yeah. We're going to remember. So they traded Marcus smart and then he got married. So like Marcus smart is the key to their (laughs) championship year coming up this year. Maybe. I mean, he was always a key piece for them. Apparently he still is. So if that picture from his wedding and getting rid of him and getting Porzingis <laughs> is the difference, they owe him a ring. We'll see. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Well, he's got a ring have... either way. I get it. <laughs> Man, I don't. I wish I had the. <laughs> what drop can we have use it. real quick? <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Found it. I knew I had one. Nice. Anyways, all right, moving on to the West. I I, I assume you probably agree Boston there. Or you got anybody yep, else? Yep, we're good. Okay, okay. Um, going on to the West, West a little is always more interesting to me. Yeah. Um, let's start with, geez, these, even the divisions are tough. Um, mm-hmm. Let's start with the Southwest. Let's go with Grizzlies, Pelicans, Mavs, Rockets, and Spurs. Huh, man. Okay, let's see. I will go first. Yeah, go ahead. You start us off. I'm taking Dallas. I liked Dallas last year after they made the trade for Kyrie. And I still like them. I think it just took some time to get them together. And we talked about when we um, talked on the Dallas episode, those two guys weren't the problem. It was the rest of the team. Now they're starting to make moves around them. Memphis. Obviously I hate Memphis. I've talked about that many, many times. I think they have a lot of issues further than just, um, you know, just on the court. They got the off the court issues and things too. Um, yep. Rockets and Spurs are both going to improve, but I don't think they're going to move from those bottom two spots. Um, and the Pelicans are the Pelicans. I feel like the Pelicans are always around 500. I don't know if that's the case or not, but I feel like they're always there. So um, I think it's between Dallas Memphis, but I think Dallas actually um, makes the big step. And that may be, when we talk about teams making the biggest moves and wins, I talked about the Indiana Pacers. I think the Dallas Mavericks are in that conversation Mm -hmm. too. Yeah. um, I completely agree with you on Dallas. I think they're the best in this division. Um, This is going to be kind of a shock. I think I'm going to put Houston at number two. It's really close for me between Houston and Memphis, but I just feel like Udoka is going to come in there and just kind of bring more seriousness, you know, to this team. And obviously they went out and got Van Vliet, our boy, Dylan Brooks. We've been talking all about all summer. Um, We saw what he did for team Canada. You know, he plays his style, you know, and he plays that kind of like goon role, 
but it works, you know, like as a team, if they embrace that, it works, you know, and that toughness is something that these guys need. But we've talked about how they have all this youth and all this upside. And I think those are the guys that probably like maximize it, you know, for the rest of those younger players, you know, and I just think it's going to wind up being a good fit. So I, I think I'm going to put them at number two in this division, just slightly ahead of Memphis. I think even with John missing time, they'll hang around. They'll hover around. We just talked about Marcus Smart. He's going to help them. Um, you know, JJJ, I'm a huge fan of. Yep. We got to see if the rest of their front court's healthy and ready to go. But, um, you know, I'll put Memphis at three, just slightly below Houston there. Um, I'll probably go New Orleans and San Antonio after them. But I do think it's going to be really close amongst all these teams. I, like you said, I think everybody's going to kind of improve. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, Pelicans are an absolute wild card. You know, if they're healthy, they'll be up there. Uh, but if they're not, then they'll sink. They'll plummet yep. real quick. Yeah, I just think some wins come away from the Pelicans. Some a lot of more wins come away from the Grizzlies, and then uh, they all go to the Mavs, Rockets, and Spurs. However, they yeah, yeah, I agree. Up, so I agree, and you know, just yeah, I I'm not sold at all on any of this hype that we're hearing about Zion. Um, I I never trust him. We talked all about it, um, and then yeah, Ingram, CJ McCollum, all these guys, you know, they're injury prone. They just haven't been able to stay healthy. They haven't been able to put it together for an entire season. And I don't see that changing. If I'm wrong though, then I will be wrong and they'll be up there towards the top. Yeah. And now you're talking about Alvarado and Trey Murphy and things too. in the, in our news and notes. So that's what um, I'm saying, man. A lot of stuff, a lot of stuff there. It sucks, but karma. Um, yeah. So moving on, I'm going to go on to the, I think this one's a little bit easier. The Northwest, um, with the Nuggets, Timberwolves, Thunder, Jazz, and Blazers, I can go first if you and if you'd like. I don't sure. think. <clears throat> hey, it's, hmm. it's got to be the Nuggets. They got the. They've got so much depth. I they thought you were going to say Timberwolves. No, got to be the Nuggets. <laughs> they got so much depth. They've. Uh, you tried that yeah. last year. I know in, in the playoffs at least they haven't made their. Um, they haven't lost too many things. They haven't lost too many pieces. They got a lot of guys yeah. returning. Obviously, they lost Bruce Brown, which will hurt a little bit. But like I said, I think other guys like Christian Brown, that Brown and Brown, one one Brown in, one Brown out, right? <laughs> one in, one out. And uh, <laughs> I think he's going to step up and and take you know some of that that hurt away from losing Bruce Brown. Um, I I think they they definitely still won the division. I think they got enough. Um, and then you got to go OKC okay, number two. I don't see any reason why they're not going to improve in again it, by leaps and bounds they're just a fantastic i love that team i love that team i root for that team so much um and then i geez it's pretty tough as far as order is concerned i i hate minnesota i really hate minnesota but i think utah's lost a lot i think utah might just uh fall away down to the bottom there Portland might skip them depending on the Dame situation. That's a whole nother story. So I think that division is a little crazy is the way it falls, yeah. but I think nuggets still pull it out slightly here over the thunder. I completely agree with everything you said. And I just wanted to add that we're talking about a division that has Rudy Gobert, Chet Holmgren and our boy Walker Kessler. Yep. The blocks 
It's all about the blocks right now. You're blocking the crosswalk. <laughs> there it is. Just wanted to get that in there. Yeah. Nope. It's it's very true. It's very true. But um, I have nothing to add though. You you summed it up perfectly. You know, I think with Portland, obviously. Um, it's a youth movement. Like we said, if Dame's healthy, he's going to play, you know, if he's healthy and, and he's still there, I think he'll play. Um, but if not, they'll, they'll go to the young guys. And if, um, Shaden Sharp and, you know, Scoot Henderson are, are, are good to go. You know, I think the sky's the limit there, but you know, I'm not yeah. expecting much in year one of that pairing. Yeah. But we'll see. No. It'll be tough sledding for him. We'll see what happens. And then this, I believe, is still the most exciting division in the NBA. Yes. Has the most parity out of any, like, I, we could probably talk about just this division for an hour or so. Yeah, here. this is a perfect one to end on. Um, I, I can tell you this much. I don't think Phoenix wins the division. I don't believe in this whole, just put all your chips in the, you know, in on three people mm-hmm. and especially Bradley Beal. I don't have, to, I, I, he could, he could work out just fine, but I, I don't really think that's the difference here. Ayton. Ayton. I hate, <laughs> about him. I, I don't hate him. I just hate his game. I don't, I don't yeah. think he can, I don't think he can bring it. Um, Katie's so a year older. Yeah, exactly. So the sons, I'm not buying it at all. Now you got a team that finished in last place, but went all the way to the Western conference finals in the Lakers. Yeah, that's like amazing. And I still have a lot of, I think they're getting better and better. They made some big, some great moves in the off season as well. And if, again, if they stay healthy, I think they can make those runs again. So, you know, if AD is healthy and LeBron stays healthy and things like that, I believe they're fighting for the number two spot with the golden state warriors. I still think the Sacramento Kings pull it off. I love that team. I think they got so much energy. They got a lot of youth. Yeah. They got a lot of size up front. We talked about all the people, they, the centers, they're going to have to figure out who they want to keep and not. Um, I think they just keep building. They're going to light that beam. They're going to continue on where they're at. I don't think, it's, like wins-wise, I think the division is going to look a lot similar to what it looks like already. I think it's just going to move around a little bit. So I would say Kings take it. Warriors, Lakers third. Uh, Suns and then Clippers. I'm taking the Clippers at the bottom, but they're all going to make the playoffs, and uh, it's just going to be real tight. Yeah, this one's <laughs> this one's this one's so tough, man. I'm just I keep going back and forth. Um, I don't think the Warriors are going to come out of this division because as good as they are at the top, I just don't think they have the depth. We've talked about how they don't really have any other big men besides Looney and, you know, there's rumors that they're talking to Dwight Howard. I mean, that would have been cool five, six years ago, but. Yep. Um, and yeah, we saw last year not being road warriors was an issue too. So. Yeah. And now they're older. I mean, I know they have Chris Paul and I am very fascinated to see that pairing of Paul and Curry in the backcourt with a hopefully healthy, uh, Clay Thompson and Draymond green, but, Um, I just don't think that they're going to be, I'm not putting them ahead of maybe any of these teams, which I was going to say, I wouldn't be surprised if they finish in last. Yeah. You know, but uh, but that's not a, it's not so much a knock on them as it is just a compliment for all these teams. Cause I agree with you. I think the Kings, you know, we talked all about how 
you know, they're lighting the beam and everybody's optimistic. They're a young team. They're fun. They're up and coming. Everybody's, you know, pumped up and, you know, the fans are getting the cowbells back. Like there's good vibes right now coming out of Sacramento. Um, Phoenix is going for it, but again, they're very top heavy as well. And they've got some guys who are older and injury prone. And we've talked all about it. If one of them goes down, they go down. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I don't really trust Golden State or Phoenix enough in terms of depth. So I think I'm going to go, I'm going to start from the bottom, work my way up. I think I'm going to put Golden State and Phoenix at five and four. And then between Sacramento and the two LA teams, um, I'm going to say Clippers three, Lakers two, Kings one. I'm going to I'm I'm going to agree with you that the, the Kings, yeah, yep. finish finish at the top. But this is regular season, exactly. So come playoff time, it's going to be even tougher to pick. But uh, and now we got to do we'll that. Make, so. Yeah, <laughs> I'll say, we'll, we'll make some predictions here though. So yeah, this is. I've thought about this all day because I, I know you had mentioned it. I did not um, through text, <laughs> and I still haven't made a decision. I'm still having a tough time with it. So I kind of had to do what you just did with that Pacific Division. I yeah. go to the bottom. Problem is, I kind of feel that the East. I think you just got those teams that are better than the rest. The West, I think, it comes down to matchups. And if you're matched up with the wrong team in the first round, you're probably getting booted. Yeah, and so based on that, I have no idea what the matchups are going to be for the first round of the NBA yeah. playoffs. Um, but maybe I'm gonna, we should just say who comes out of the East, who comes out of the West. And then... I'm going to try. Yeah, I got to try and think about this. I don't. I don't think Dallas is a team that represents the West at Not this yet. time. Not no, yet. They're close. And nobody else in that division either. They'll make good strides. If I and I. I've, the same thing with Oklahoma City. I think the same thing. I think they're yep. going to make strides. I think they're going to get further. Maybe not necessarily further as far as like the second round. Maybe they just go seven games in the first round. Who knows? Yeah. Yep. Um, but we'll see what happens there. So I think Denver, obviously, is probably the favorite right now to win the championship, I would assume, um, and go back to back. But it's so hard to go back to back. I don't – I hate that the Kings, I think they get further again but I still don't think they go all the way. I don't think they'd go to the finals. Suns, I don't believe in the what's going on there. I just don't think it's going to work out. The Warriors, I think, are too old. I think it's you go back to the old school Lakers-Celtics finals matchup. I was going to say Lakers. <laughs> I was going to say Lakers because I just think LeBron, you know, if he's healthy, the league's going to want him playing as deep as possible. And they've, they've begun. You know, they've made good moves this offseason. They're going to be better than they were a year ago. I really think that. You know, I think Darvin Ham is an up-and-coming coach. I think he has those guys' respect, and I think they're poised to make a deeper run this year, um, regular season and playoffs. So, um, yeah, man, I just feel like they're built to come out of the West. Um, it's going to be really tough. You know, that division's loaded, and, and the whole conference, like we just said, um, but yeah, I agree with you. And as far as the East, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like if everyone's healthy, it's again between Boston and Milwaukee. I know that Miami wound up coming out, you know, come playoff time, but I think it comes down to those two teams at the top. 
And I just think Boston has a lot more clarity as far as um, success and, and, and everybody's role, you know, who's going to be doing what, um, you know, who's it, durability, you know, they're relying on a guy who's like two guys in Tatum and, and Jalen Brown who are in their prime and like ready to take that next step. Whereas with Milwaukee, you know, they've been there already. They're a little older. We've already heard a lot of rumors about injuries and people maybe not wanting to be there and yada, yada, yada. Um, you know, not that it's a guarantee that there's any kind of like animosity or anything, but there could be, you know, there's potential for that. Whereas in, in Boston, everything's real positive right now. Um, so I, I think they're kind of the, you know, the easier pick in the East there. So I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to say Boston and Lakers in the finals. Yep. And going one step further, if I got to pick the winner of those, I'm going to Boston this year at this point. <laughs> I think they've, like you said, they made the investments um, into their players They've got a good supporting cast, and that's yeah. what I really love. The Lakers do have that too, but I think it's the youth of Boston versus a little bit, you know, a little more uh, older Lakers team, a team that, you know, if, if Porz- this is the thing too, you know, mm-hmm. if one of these, Porzingis could be a big game changer if he's healthy. AD, same thing if he's not healthy. They probably don't even make the final. So um, yeah. they're not going anywhere without him. So but I'm assuming that they're both healthy. They're both competing at full strength, and I think Boston's just younger, and I think they might be even hungrier um, after that. You know, losing last year and the and in years past, there, I think I think it's their time. So and I, they're deeper too. So if yeah. Boston does sustain an injury, they have other guys. For example, if Porzingis gets hurt, they still have Horford. They still have Robert Williams. Yep. You know they've they've got a lot of depth still. Uh, they can go big. They can go small. Um, and they're more of a team. They're built more as a team. You know, they're they're top heavy. Don't get me wrong, but they have the the flexibility to adjust a lot easier than, like you said, if the Lakers were to lose AD or LeBron, they're kind of toast. You know, so I agree. I, I'm yep. I'm going to say Celtics. Yep, I, th- I think yeah. I actually think the Celtics would have won it last year if they wouldn't have ran into some crazy Miami team. But um, yep. That's just my opinion, but yeah, this actually it's not went... just your opinion. I agree. <laughs> there we go. Since both of our opinion, that's the opinion of Menace Podman. And look at this, um, an hour later. I know. I knew we we say like, oh man, we only got twenty minutes worth of stuff, and then of course we can talk for a whole hour. So we love it's it. fun. It's always fun. I hope everybody else enjoys it. We thank everybody for listening to Menace Podman every week. Um, you can find new episodes every week, and obviously this, um, you know. We'll continue going as it gets closer to actual, you know, preseason and stuff, a little more uh, fantasy related content to talk about. But uh, yeah, hope you enjoyed it. Find us on X, find us on Twitter, tweet us, give us some suggestions and uh, we appreciate it. Have a good week and we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Scott. Thank you. Hey, this is Steve from Menace Podman. Scott and I have been having a blast creating our podcast. 
I can't tell you how much we look forward to recording days and providing amazing MBA content to our listeners every week. It's hard work, but with the right software, it's a lot easier. We use Podcastle to seamlessly edit and create production quality sounding podcasts. Podcastle is now equipped to record audio and video and distribute to all the places podcasts are found. You can find a link directly in the show notes to Podcastle. So if you're a podcaster or future podcaster, go check out Podcastle. I'm Miss Parman.